Western Canadian premiers are pushing for a plan on reopening our international borders. And for more on that, we're joined now by Vancouver Sun's Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi, and listening to you and Gordon McDonald talk about the passing of the legendary Warren Barker. Um, I got a quote for you. Okay. If I've seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. That's a good one. Sir Isaac Newton, actually. <laughs> I know, but still applies <laughs> I'm here. A journalist, right? But, you know, it really is true in, in, in our business. I expect the listener would think it's true in most of the things we do, that if we've seen anything, uh, we are entirely indebted to the giants of the past. And he is one of them. It was amazing to how many people spoke about his influence over the yeah. last 24 hours, right? Yeah. No, my my mentor in this business was Bruce Hutchison. Gord mentioned it, yeah. and uh, I will say that uh, two of the early winners of the Hutchison Award for Lifetime Achievement from the Webster Foundation were Warren Barker and George Garrett, another legend who happily is still with us. Yes, and well-deserved, too. When you talk about Lifetime Achievement Awards, boom. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the border, because yeah. it sounds like the premiers are getting a bit restless on this. Yeah, I think the hints are coming from all directions that... Uh, an opening is at hand. It will be earlier than we anticipated at the beginning of the year. And there isn't a consensus yet on the date, but all of the dates are earlier. Uh, I guess John Horgan, I'd put in the August category. Jason Kenney's in the July category. The premiers are going to be talking tomorrow to the prime minister, but I think the voices out there are we need to get the border opened, and, and Canada's anxieties about opening the border are reduced. Uh, you know, our, after after trailing, uh, we're now leading in vaccination rates. Uh, there's a piece in my paper today, I think, uh, first, uh, first in the world now for first doses, or certainly in the areas we register, British Columbia, we, we're still lagging in second doses, but... Uh, the strategy here of first doses first to get as many people as possible vaccinated. We've got about three quarters of the uh, eligible population vaccinated. And so far, you're right. That seems to be working provided we stay on the right track and we can catch up quickly with these second doses. Yeah, no, all the reasons why we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and everything. But uh, the border thing is understandable because, you know, you've had people on the show talking about uh, in business community, tourism, clinging to the cliff by the fingers, uh, trying to persuade the bankers to hold off. Uh, You know, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. So I I understand it. Uh, It's an interesting exchange in the legislature yesterday around this, which is the cruise ship issue. And uh, the government really hasn't taken it all that seriously, as seriously as they should have. But we've now got a new spokesperson for the government on the cruise ship industry. So it used to be Tourism Minister Melanie Mark. She doesn't talk anymore. And then the premier took the lead on it, and I think he botched it. So yesterday, it's Transportation Minister Rob Fleming is is answering the questions okay. about the government on the cruise industry. And he said something very interesting. He said, look... The reason the cruise ships aren't coming here is because we, the, the federal government, way back at the beginning of the year, announced that the ports won't be open until February of 2022. It's a long time away. That's what triggered the Alaskans. That's what got everybody in the states in Alaska worked up and bypassing BC ports and all that. But what Fleming said was you have to understand that date was set by Ottawa 
back when we had shortages of vaccines, we were worried that we weren't going to get people vaccinated. There was no mood at all in the country for opening the border. Right. Well, times have changed, he said. And he hinted pretty strongly that, you know, Relief is on the way for opening the border, and the relief may come for the for the cruise industry as well. Not not that we can save this year's season. The ships are going out of Seattle uh, starting in July, headed for Alaska. They're going to bypass BC. I don't think that's going to change. But he hints pretty strongly that that February 2022 opening date may be advanced considerably by whatever mm. discussions emerge from the premiers and the provinces. So, you know, he, he Fleming is being fairly practical on this, but he's telling the opposition that, yeah, yeah, you've been asking about this for a while, and, you know, you've made a big issue of it, but let's recognize that change may be at hand there as well. Maybe some optimism is warranted on the cruise issue as well. Right, okay, so that's potentially promising and i'm sure ian robertson from the victoria harbor authority would love to hear that yeah interesting the premier the premier blasted ian robertson on on monday in a, in a very reckless session in question period as robertson had said he thought more could be done to get the cruise industry back and horgan called him a federal appointee and said uh, yeah you know you should if you if if I were a federal appointee, I'd be talking to Ottawa. Well, Robertson isn't a federal appointee. He is a local appointee of a local board that's locally staffed. And and because the Harbor Authority here in Victoria hasn't been federal for 20 years, it's locally controlled. So interesting exchange on Twitter yesterday. Robertson said, um, I just had a nice call from Premier John Horgan. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> he assures me that, uh, <laughs> you know, the province is doing everything it can for the cruise industry. And Robertson's gracious, gracious enough. He has been dealing with governments and politicians for a while. And the Premier retweeted and said, thank you, Ian, for all the work you're doing. <laughs> so so I, I think that combined with the fact that the level-headed Rob Fleming is now answering questions in the House on the cruise industry tells us that, yeah, the government recognizes that maybe the premier uh, was a little unpremier-like on this file, and the government's going to be calmer and and and, and more rational in its approach, <laughs> if we can say that. And look, the hint is, look, if the border reopens, if next year's cruise sh- season goes ahead as planned, um, this is going to be forgotten along with everything else that, that happened during the pandemic because I think people will be so relieved that we've turned the page if we get to turn the page and uh, we'll be moving on to other issues. We would hope. Okay, and speaking of other issues, though, uh, I understand you're getting a lot of questions about the homeowner grant. Yeah, I think that's true. I saw a report Chris Gale is talking about it on Global last night as well. Um, so the homeowner's grant application process has changed. We talked about it earlier this year. The provincial government, you now have to apply directly to the provincial government. You don't just get to sign a little piece of paper at the bottom of your local tax notice and get the homeowner grant. Well, yes, but people are getting the notices now. And they're going, what's this all about? This is a big change, right? Because it's for years. And they also heard this 
why, when I apply to the provincial government for my homework grant, which I've never had to do in the past, do I have to provide them with my social insurance number? People are suspicious. Gee, suspicious about what government is up to. Can you blame them? So here's a couple of things. Uh, the government did this by legislation earlier this year. They said they were doing it to take local government off the hook for the paperwork. They also said that they were going to be asking for social insurance numbers so they can audit the claims, make sure really? people aren't claiming for two pieces of property. There is a suspicion out there, Simi, that what this really is is a prelude to the government means testing the homeowner grant. They'll know what you're paying in taxes, uh, in other taxes, income taxes, and in future they'll cap the grant and reduce the number of people who qualify. The finance minister, Selena Robinson, absolutely insisted that that is not what they're up, up, up to. That is not what's going to happen. And those quotes are keepers because I'm a suspicious person. But in the meantime, <laughs> I did hear from someone who said they're having a hell of a time navigating the government website to apply oh. for the grant. I suggested to her that she get in touch with her local council. It was New West Council and New West City, City Hall helped her navigate it, and thanks to New West City Hall, I doubt she's the only person out there who's having mm. trouble with this. Um, local government is well aware of this, and I think they're trying to help their own ratepayers get through and still get the uh, still get the homeowner grant because, of course, it's a provincial website and they don't always work the way they're supposed to. Interesting. Okay, I'm sure we're going to get emails about that now. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Sam.